We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 27 of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. Today we will cover chapters 34 and 35. I'm Becca. And I'm Bethany. And Ashley sadly is missing again this week. We miss her very much. She is a little under the weather this evening. Yeah, hopefully she's getting some well deserved rest. Definitely. So, Miss Bethany, how are you? What's new? Um, good. I have two classes that are done, so Yay. now it's just five classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And then I've been working, like, 30 hours a week because my bosses need help right now because one of them, uh, she hurt her foot. Oh, And sad. she can't, like, stand on her foot. So I've yeah. been coming in a lot to help out. So I've been working, like, 30 hours a week, so it'll be really nice to only have five classes to worry about. But otherwise, good. How are you? I'm good. So it's cold here today. Um, but the other day, it was 60 degrees outside and 100 degrees in the camper. Why? Jerry left a space heater on in the bathroom with the door closed. And that was enough to get it 100 degrees. <laughs> oh, my God. I can, like, smell this sentence. Okay. Because <laughs> I can smell the space heater. They have such a distinct smell, you know? Oh, the old ones definitely yeah. did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a nice new one? It is, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it has a smell. I'm picturing But I know like, the smell that you mean. Yeah, yeah. And those I, like I uh, those gray ones. Ours was brown, but yeah. Yeah, they have a very distinct smell. Yeah. 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 So other than that, you know, stuff at work has been interesting. The events committee has been more stressed than an events committee should be. I want it to be like the party planning committee on the office, but like <laughs> fun and funny, like watching it, not terrible and depressing, like being in it. I want um, you to do yogurt Olympics. Oh, I so want to as well, actually. I There's really a do. There's a lot of people in the office I think you could get on board with that. I think so, too. And But it wasn't the party planning committee that organized that. So no, that was just Jim being funny. It was just Jim being, well, Jim and Pam. Yeah, oh, and, and the doves. Oh, the doves. I always get super heartbroken when it gets to the end. And he's like, no, let's keep going. And everybody's, like, back at their desks working. And he's just, like, yeah. standing there holding the medal, like. Oh, so sad. But then they do have the ceremony when Michael gets back and is confused. And I loved how um, the silver and the bronze, which was blue, were the same. So no flipping. <laughs> because it was just the other side of the Yoplait lid. The that is so funny. Play. Oh, mixed fairy play. When is the next Olympics? There is one coming up, isn't it? Like an actual, like oh, there's God. a 2020. Is it summer or winter that there's 2020 Olympics? I would, I'm going to Google it because I okay. have no idea. Because whatever there is, I'm going to definitely propose that 
as part of the kickoff celebration for that happening in the world, we need to have an office one. The Summer Olympics start July 24th of 2020 okay. and end August 9th of 2020. Woo, they're fast. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay, so our, um, our July event has to be an office Olympics. It has to be. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to make this happen. Who do you think um, okay. would win, like, a typing contest? Who do you think would win a typing contest? Oh, man. Um, Sarah Contreras. Yeah, she's fast. Well, are we doing 10 <laughs> she, or are we doing alphanumeric? She would totally not participate. <laughs> she wouldn't participate. I think I could win at 10 key. Yeah. I don't I know. I think I'd have a good shot. I would have to check my resume. I, my resume um, claims 92 words a minute. No, I think mine's like 101 or something. Wow. Let me check, let me check my resume. Because you can go online and like test your words per minute. And I did yes. that before I took my last, um, before I updated my resume when we moved here. It has been a number of years since I've tested myself. And I do have that tendonitis pretty bad now. Oh, it's it's 98 words per minute. Nice. Yeah, so it's a little fast. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, yeah we're already yeah. off topic. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not um, even on a topic. <laughs> our holiday party is, as we're recording this, our holiday party is two weeks from today. And um, I still have like 30 people who have not RSVP'd and it's just a lot. Where is it this year? So it's at this place called the Diamond Room, which I had never heard of. Um, but it's in a building right across from the ballpark. Okay. It sounds fancy. It is very fancy. Um, but actually it's called the Diamond Room because like baseball diamond. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Is it by the new ballpark or yeah. where the old one was? No, 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 no. It's North Downtown. It's between like the old mattress factory and okay. the ballpark. Okay. And very fancy during, area. Yeah. During the College World Series, they turn it into like a t shirt and hat store, like the official, you know, <laughs> merch or whatever. Um, but then the rest of the year, it's a very nice event space. So that's fun. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I hope about, it goes well. Well, what other housekeeping do we have here? We have so much housekeeping. I'm so I sorry, know. guys. If you want to fast forward, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a new podcast to tell you about. It's, it's a really cool concept, and I honestly don't know why no one has thought of it before, but it's called Adapted for Your Viewing, and it's a brother and sister, and they read a book, and they watch a movie, and then they compare. Nice. Yeah, it's I listened so to their one on Jurassic Park, and it was awesome. Nice. How far into it are there? How many episodes are out? Do you know? Uh, I think just like five or six. They're still in their like infancy. I'm curious if they ever think the movie is better than the book because I can't imagine. I, I have only ever had one experience where I enjoyed the movie more than the book. And that was for... It looks like they have five episodes out as of this second. Um, nice. That was Bridget Jones's Diary, which is a wonderful book. I still encourage you to read it. But it has a lot of physical humor 
And that is always going to be more amusing when it's on screen. Plus, Colin Firth and Renee Zellweger do such a wonderful job. They're so amusing. They have such great chemistry. But that's the only one I've ever experienced. That's good to know, actually, because I have read the book, but I don't believe I saw the movie. If you read the book, did you like it? Absolutely. You need to look up It's a Waverly Life. Okay. It's basically like the American Bridget Jones. She's a hot mess, and she is hilarious, and I absolutely love it. Okay. Yes, it's called It's a Waverly Life. Let me look up who wrote it. Okay, well, you're texting me the other book rec also, so just send me both. (laughs) Well, I still want to for if any listeners. Oh, for sure. Right, right. Okay, it is called It's a Waverly Life, The Misadventures of Waverly Bryson, and it's by Maria Murnane. And it's delightful. I love them so much. They're so amusing. And the audiobooks are great. Okay. Yes. Good. I just thought I'd give them a shout out. I love when I find new podcasts. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, I'll have to check them out. I don't watch a lot of movies, actually, but... You know, I haven't watched a lot of anything. (laughs) Well, that's not true. I, for some reason, I was in the mood for, like, classic Grey's Anatomy, so I've been crocheting for Christmas, and I've been watching, like, season one, two, and three Grey's Anatomy, like, the old school stuff. Solid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot how funny it was. It was. It yeah. was so funny. I forgot how it, I was like watching it. I was like, I don't remember laughing at like any of the new episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I really just watch Jeopardy if we're home <laughs> and Superstore if I'm home. Although I missed it this week and I was very disappointed. I had to run to the bank and missed it. That's like the only half hour that I really look forward to all week is Superstore. So I'm going to have to Aww. see it. I can see that on the, it should be on the app or whatever. There's like an NBC app. That's really, that's all. That is all that I watch. Otherwise it's, it's Daniel Tiger and now lately, uh, Thomas. We are all about trains. Yes, you are. Oh yeah. We don't really watch live TV. Sure. Like I watch Grey's Anatomy the day after on Hulu and we watch, my Hero Academia, when it has a new episode, we watch that once a week. But otherwise, we just watch random reruns. Like right now, we just got Disney Plus, and it has every season of The Simpsons, which I've never seen. So we started from the beginning. Wow. Yeah. Oh my so there's. Born when The Simpsons started? It came out two days after I was born. Okay, so you're the same age <laughs> as The Simpsons. And the first year that it was out, I had a Simpsons themed birthday party. You're adorable. The bowling alley at Cougar Lanes. I love that. Yeah, I missed the boat on The Simpsons. I don't know why, because I watched, like, Friends and stuff with my mom. I remember watching Futurama. But, yeah, I've never really seen The Simpsons other than, like, an episode here or there. So we went all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, and I feel like, though, that by the time you would have been old enough to be cognizant of it, they were kind of almost past their prime. Oh, really? Classic episodes that I love may had already, may have already happened by that point. I've always enjoyed, well, Family Guy is whatever, but I've always enjoyed American Dad. I never got into that one. I would watch it occasionally. 
I like American Dad for a few reasons. Well, one, I think the alien is cool because he's like the most gender neutral pansexual thing in the universe that I've ever seen. I'm confused um, by him. I don't know why there's an alien because I've only ever seen like random. Oh, because episodes. is it going to ruin everything for you? I don't know. Spoiler no. alert for anyone who's sensitive to adult animation content. The main character, Stan, works for the CIA, and they had captured the alien, and Stan went to, like, pachoo, pachoo, and he was going to get the alien and, like, capture him, but yeah. someone threw a grenade in, and Stan hit his head, so the alien rescued him, so to pay him back for rescuing him and saving his life, he, let, he lets him live in his home. Okay. Okay. So they I have, like, like, a they pet alien. I from Alf, but... From what? Alf? Maybe. Oh my goodness. Very similar. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Okay, the look on your face made me think for a second that you did not know what Alf oh. was, and I got worried. Because no, it's I just, Hulu, I'm pretty sure, go watch it. No, I was just trying to think of, like, oh, would that be the same thing? Because it does, yeah, similar. I guess it's very, it's similar enough that it could easily have been a, it's not a coincidence, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyways, so many tangents. So we better good. get going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was the new podcast. It's awesome. Go yeah. listen to it. We have three new reviews. If you want to get started on that, or two. I'm sorry, yeah. just two. I only see two. Yeah. So we got a review from Dfab NY on Apple Podcasts, who says, "So good!" With two exclamation marks. Never thought of the book this way. They left us a five-star review. Thank you so much. And hey, Dfab NY, if you hear this, email us and let us know who you are so we can add you to our drawing because we are having a drawing for every review or shout out that you give us one chance per person per platform. You can be entered into a drawing to win a whole bunch of fun stuff. Ashley's book with all the notes and copies of our correspondence and all sorts of good things. And my notebook. Yes. That, oh, yes. That's the other thing. Bethany's notebook. My notebook with the pretty flowers on it. Yes. <laughs> so our other review was from Man De Caps on Apple Podcasts, who is actually one of the hosts from Adopted for Your Viewing Podcast. So thank you very much. And they wrote, like diving into a book with friends, this podcast was such a delight to find. I am a huge fan of Cinder and the Lunar Chronicles, so it's fun to listen to the conversation between Bethany, Becca, and Ashley. It feels like a conversation I would have with friends who are just as bookish as I am. Fantastic podcast, five stars. Okay, new friend. We need to have more guests on here because, yes, <sighs> can I just say, though, that, yeah, this is so fun to talk about these books the way that we do. This is not something that I've ever really done before, like talked about a book very much other than like, you know, Harry Potter just randomly with you or whatever. I've never gone this in depth into to really anything yeah. like this before. And it's been, oh, it's been so great. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till we get to this part or I can't wait till we get to this part or. And I don't even know what's coming, but yes, I just want the next part. A part of me is really, like, excited that you don't know what's coming. Oh, Can you it. imagine if you had never read Harry Potter or watched Friends and you just woke yeah. up one day and you got to start all of them from the beginning with no remembrance at all? Like, just reliving it? That would be so cool. It would be really cool. But yeah. there's some things 
super cool about like doing it with other people though too. Yeah. And there's something really cool about doing it enough that you become so familiar with it. Like I, yeah. you and I could have a conversation in friends quotes. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. I think too, though, I really am grateful that I was of an age to appreciate Harry Potter when the books were still first coming out. It was just such a special good time. And I love that Marissa Meyer is still writing. We got to like hurry up and get me caught up though so I can read her new stuff. Yes, because her book Instant Karma will be coming out soon. And she just posted, I think yesterday or today on Instagram, that she's already starting another project. Oh my gosh. Okay, so is the next book part of a series at all? No, it's a standalone and it's a um, contemporary romance. It's not fantasy at all. Ooh. Okay, so may I make a suggestion that when that comes out, we do it, like, right away. <laughs> Even if it means that, like, we have to somehow squeeze in two recordings a week so that we can keep up with the Lunars and... Like, alternate every how, other week? Yeah, I don't know, like, logistically how <laughs> we would do it, but I don't want to have to wait to get through all of her books chronologically since they're part of separate series I feel like we should just do all the series at once well, I, don't want to I mean I don't care if you read ahead is the thing if you want to go read all of them right this second that's cool but I'm not supposed to be spoiled well we can still be spoiler free on the podcast because hmm. okay. it'll be like three years before we get to that book <laughs> oh. Okay, listeners, is that I just got, if I just binge ahead? Is that wrong of me to want to do? Tell me. I'm going to tell you right now, most of our Instagram people are going to be like, no, Becca, go read it. Don't wait three years. Are they? <laughs> oh, I yeah. hope so. Can you put up a poll, honestly? Can you put up a poll? I'll do it, I'll do it right now. Curious. I'll do it okay. right now. Yeah, because I'm curious. Because I feel like if the listeners give me permission, then that's great. But I will understand if it's more fun that I don't know things. Because <laughs> I can see it both ways. Because do you ever listen? Did you ever listen to Unspoiled, the podcast Unspoiled? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so they did Harry Potter, and Rashawn was the Unspoiled one, and it was just such a delight, like listening to her talk about reading Harry Potter for the first time, and like she just would have these theories and like half the time she was right and it was amazing and I just loved cheering her on with those and it was like really super cool but also okay. like I'm not her or as cool as her so it doesn't matter right so I can have permission anyway well, that's um, what I'm doing right now I wrote what did I put I wrote okay listeners we need your help Becca wants to read ahead but don't worry our podcast would stay spoiler free does she have your support <laughs> so hey since you're on instagram yes i have so much to tuesday. read from instagram because last tuesday was our six month anniversary happy and anniversary happy anniversary and bethany went on instagram and posted a celebration on our instagram stories and apparently people commented and i did i love this so much okay so we got this fan art and it was made for us. It's amazing. So it's this lovely little drawing. It's Iko and Cinder. And they're celebrating the six-month anniversary of our podcast. It is from at Wonder Girl Wonders is her Instagram handle. She is amazing. 
And her caption says, happy six months, Prince Kai Thampod. Aiko loves the publicity heart heart. Thank you so much, Simone. You're amazing. I love it. It's Aiko. I love Aiko. She definitely made it with you in mind. It was the sweetest thing. I cried a little bit. Actually. It, I was so excited. I was, I was yelling at Quentin to come look at it. And Simone is actually our very first ever listener. So it's really cool that she has stuck with us like literally from the beginning. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <sighs> okay, so let me say all the nice things people said about us. So Art by Aviva, who has been one of our lovely yes. fan art participants, says, I love how you guys go so in-depth and talk about how the books relate to the real world. Yes. Gwen Yang, 15, who has messaged me twice, I think, when I've, when I've missed Easter eggs. Ooh. How you guys consider the novels from other perspectives and how you share little tidbits about yourself so we get to know you. Grace Marie Liz says everything. Oh, Ashley says spending time with my friends talking about a good book with a winky face. And was kiss. that our Ashley? That was our Ashley. Oh, I love that she commented. I love her. I miss I her. Ashley, feel better. Breeze Afterglow says the depth, the clear amount of effort put into prep and production, and the blend of your guys's ideas into a fun interactive discussion. Mm. Renegade Anarchist, you guys are always consistent, not just with due dates, but with how entertaining you make it all. Mm. Renegade Nova says, does absolutely everything count as an answer? Yes, it does oh. indeed. Oh my goodness. And Queen Celine Channery Janali says, I love the vibrant personalities of our amazing hosts. Oh, you guys. Because we had people that commented for us too. So, Channery's Little Devil says, congratulations, I can't believe it's been this long. I felt, it felt like yesterday when I first listened to your podcast. Aww. Con Exxon Con Los Libros says, congratulations with four clapping emojis. Wow. Um, Becca's husband says, happy anniversary with a heart. Oh, my husband? G oh, Baker. <laughs> Wait, did he get on Instagram? It's G Baker 1168. That's my husband. He was on Instagram? Yeah. He huh. likes our stuff all the time. On Instagram? Yeah. Why has he not really taught me how to navigate Instagram? <laughs> he has one picture. I don't think he does too much. <laughs> no, I think he might just kind of look at, I think maybe one of his older children might post occasionally. I think that might be why he's on there. Yeah. Yeah. So Angela Wong Art, who is our lovely logo artist, yes. says congratulations. YA oh. Book Chat says congratulations. Adapted Pod says happy anniversary. Uh, CRSR2 says happy anniversary. Molly N0101, who is from the um, random podcast, said, I'm so glad I found you guys. You make my week better with every episode to listen to on the bus. Okay, Winter Hale Blackburn says, are you ready for this one? Yes. I am so happy and proud of you guys. We are so blessed to have you. Hoping for more years and milestones to come and that you never lose the passion you have for the things you love. Thank you again for all that you guys have contributed to this fandom. Three hearts. Oh, my goodness. And the hearts are those little pink hearts with the, like, yellow stars in the middle. Ugh. Isn't that sweet? 
I've cried enough this week. Stop. Okay, last one. Last one. Becca the librarian says, congrats, guys, exclamation point. Thank you, Becca the librarian. So last thing is we get to do our fan art, and then we'll move on. And our fan oh. art was freaking awesome. Okay, I have been holding on to this fan art for weeks, just waiting for us to get to these chapters. Okay. The fan art is from Mariana Doodles 97. She also gave us some artwork of Ico on July 21st, if you guys want to look that up. Like, I recognize her style from that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But she graced us with two pictures this week from the ball scene that we're going to talk about in these chapters. And I love them so much. Okay. These are amazing. Can I just say also how much I love the backgrounds on these? I feel like that's more difficult to make it out of focus, if that makes any sense at all. And I feel like the ballroom floor that Cinder and Kai are standing on is like the shiniest, most polished floor. And I just love I, it. I didn't even notice that part. There's so much detail to look at in this. I'm so glad I printed these in color this time because- I love everything about Cinder. I yes. love her crinkle, wrinkled, covered gloves and dress covered in grease and mud. I love her hair and that like weird, messy ponytail. I love her teeny tiny little boot covered in mud. Yes. I love the scowl on her beautiful face. I love yes. everything about her in this picture. Her, like, her crazy, like, yeah, ponytail hair, like. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Kai so looks so great. He does look great. And I love how, like, in the picture, Lavana almost looks like, um, she almost looks like a preppy girl, you know, like, uh, yeah, like, like tossing her hair and being snotty. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, like the expression, like, just like the shape of her mouth makes her look like snotty. Posh. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Damn, and her hair is gorgeous. It's so vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. These are absolutely beautiful. And I'm so glad that Mariana Doodle shared them with us because I have been yeah. holding on to them for so long, just waiting for these chapters. They're amazing. They are. Yeah. Everybody go check out her work because dang, it's good. And with that, we are finally done with housekeeping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 47 minutes into it. So we left <laughs> off last week. Cinder was going to try and save Emperor Kai to warn him about Lavana. And she crashed her pumpkin. And she grabbed the umbrella and then tossed away the umbrella. And she's standing at like the top of the staircase or whatever, entering the ball, and she is announced. As the personal guest of his imperial majesty. With recorded trumpets, but I'm not going to get into that again. I, so Quentin <laughs> plays the trumpet, and I asked him yeah. about that, and he was like, what is a fanfare? And so I started like singing fanfare, because he didn't know that that's what it was called. And oh. he, was, he was like, yeah, that's like the equivalent of playing chopsticks on the piano. <laughs> yeah, it's like nothing. Yeah. Like, I can play that on the trumpet, and I stink at trumpet. Right. Yeah. And it so. says, also, can I just say, too, though, it says in Chapter 34, which we are, we are about to talk about right now, it refers to it as a symphony, 
which like really makes me think that they would have real trumpets there. So I don't know as much about band as you do, but I will take your word for it. I mean, most of the time they would have trumpets. Right. Anyway, so she is announced and we open up the ballroom temperature spiked as hundreds of faces turned towards Cinder. And <laughs> here she is, and it, it, it describes the girl with damp hair, mud splatters on the hem of her wrinkled silver dress, and everyone is just staring. And I love this line, her mismatched feet stuck to the landing as if concrete had hardened around them. Like, you know, Cinderella with the pitch on the stairs stuck. Yes. Yes. And that was the beginning quote for this book. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very poetic. I love when she goes back to that so easily. And I love that Kai like never gave up hope that she would be there. Yeah. He expected her to come and put her on the list. He'd reserved a spot for her as his personal guest. Mm -hmm. So sweet. And, of course, he finds her, like, sloppiness endearing. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. But Cinder, I love this, too. It was already over for her. She's she's like, there's no turning back now. You know, so she's got her pearl glaring at her and Audrey just mortified and... There's no going back, and Levon is going to see her, and she's going to be arrested, probably killed, and there's nothing she can do about it, so yeah. got to make it worth it. I love the reaction to her appearance, because it says a murmur rippled through the crowd as the heel of Cinder's boot hit the marble floor with forced precision. Women whispered behind their hands, gowns began to shuffle, men craned their necks to catch the hushed gossip. Even the servants had stopped to watch her. So I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but if you pay attention to like the Disney version of Cinderella and you know a lot of other film adaptations, like we talked about the Hilary Duff one, everybody stops to marvel at her beauty. Yeah. And oh, everybody's stopping and talking about our girl too. <laughs> Yeah, but not be- yeah, not because she's the most beautiful woman they've ever seen. More yeah. that she looks like she has no business being there. Yeah, I'm sorry though. Can we back up half a page for one second? But I just need to talk about the bravery of this girl because I love this passage. There's nothing she could do about it. She's gonna go and probably get killed. But she had taken the risk. She had made the decision to come. It would not go to waste. Oh, I love that. She's- Squared her shoulders, lifted her chin. Like, Marissa Meyer doesn't need to tell us, like, hey, she's stinking brave. Cinder's badass. She's just like, nope. She squared her shoulders, lifted her chin, fixed her gaze on Kai, and goes down the stairs. It's what you're always talking about with the imagery. How clearly can you see that scene of her just like... So flipping clearly. Just exactly. Just this mess of a girl with this, like, confidence of, well, I'm doing this. Let's do it right. Oh, I love her. Yeah, I love that she's already prepared for the worst. And she's just, she's like, whatever. I'm going to ignore Pearl. I'm going to ignore Audrey. I'm ignoring all these people talking about me behind my back because that's not what's important right now what's important right now is what I came here to do I came here to save the emperor that's what we got to focus on yep so she's doing it she's going down and 
of course, everybody in the crowd is talking about her. And I love that she is able to just adjust her audio interface so she doesn't have to listen to them. Isn't that nice? Oh, genius. There are times when I really wish I had that. I love that she forgot to eat because she'd been so busy because that has so been me the last like two or three weeks with school is I, I keep forgetting about food. <laughs> I, yeah, no, not me. But yeah, I don't understand that. But the scent of garlic and ginger clouded around them, twisting Cinder's stomach into knots. She realized suddenly how famished she was. All the preparations for running away had little time for eating. And I love the description of her anxiety too. Her talks about like she could feel the nervousness expanding through her muscles every and her pulse was a drumbeat inside her head and she was starting to like feel faint because I've had anxiety and it definitely feels like that. Oh for sure it can. And And she's glad she can't blush. Yes which is Did you also see the part, we've talked about her hugging herself before. Did you see the part where she said she wished she could hug herself? Her arms burned to wrap around herself. She didn't just feel like hugging herself. Her arms burned to wrap around herself to cover her filthy, wrinkled, water-stained dress as best she could. But she didn't allow them. It would have been futile, and Kai didn't care about her dress. Yeah. Yeah. She's coming down these stairs and she's thinking that Kai's trying to figure out how much of her is metal and silicon, but she kept her head high even as her eyes stung. Like, eyes stung like she wants to cry and can't. She doesn't even need to, like, tell us that. Just her eyes stung even as panic filled her vision with warnings and precautions. It was, I love this part too. It was not her fault he had liked her. It was not her fault she was cyborg. She would not apologize. No, you don't, girl. Oh, hell yeah. I love this. There's a Selena Gomez song that you're probably not familiar with, but one of the lines in the song is, I won't apologize for who I am. Nice. And when I read that, that's what I thought of. I thought of that song and that line. Nice. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. And before she can reach the emperor, a figure pushed out of the crowd and into her path. Of course. Oh, Ugh. Translucent white makeup on her face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but also, like, I'm picturing, like, Mulan-style makeup. Yes. That's what I was picturing. Yeah. So I'm assuming yeah. that this is, like, cultural. But this whole interaction with, with Audrey and Pearl and Cinder and talking about Peony, I was reminded of we don't get the Disney scene of the stepsisters destroying her dress. Instead, we get this scene where they're like confronting her at the ball and Audrey almost slaps her across the face again. Mm -hmm. And Kai grabs her arm, which I love. Oh, yeah. I wrote Hero Kai. Hero Kai. Did you agree that Peony would want her to have the dress? Because I did. Absolutely. Because, like, Peony wanted her to go to the ball. She was frustrated yeah. that Pearl, that Audrey and Pearl weren't on board. Oh, for sure. I 100% believe that, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, girl. You tell her. Yeah. I go saved the dress. Peony would have wanted me to have it. Mm-hmm. I have just as much right to be here as you do. Yes, you do, girl. 
Yeah, you, you are. Do. You are a distinguished personal guest of His Majesty. You have more of a right to be there than they do. And I'm sorry, but Pearl pointing at her feet and shrieking about my boots. Those are my boots on her. Um, I know that you have not seen the Drew Barrymore ever after, but I so need you to because the blonde stepsister does this one little tantrum in that movie. And that is exactly how I am picturing Pearl talking about the boots. And I need for you to understand what I mean. <laughs> Listeners, if any of you know what I'm talking about, please tell me so that I'm not alone. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. So are you surprised because I'm not, but at the same time, I'm wondering how she did it. Are you surprised that Audrey has been keeping her cyborgness a secret from everyone? I am not because it, it's because Audrey would be, I mean, is too ashamed. Right. I yeah. mean, it's because, yeah. So no, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that Audrey would, she cares way too much about what people think and society and all that crap. Yeah. Um, it's very on brand for her to want yeah. to keep it a secret. I am curious how, because even the baker figured it out. So sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it totally checks out to me that she would do anything she could to keep it hushed up. Yes, and I love Kai. So he is so wonderful. I feel like he. Would, I feel like Torin would be proud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he takes over that whole thing so well. Of course, she should be here. She's my personal guest. Yeah, and then he turns to everyone when they're not moving and dancing. This is a yeah. night for celebration and amusement. Please let the dancing resume. And then later, when no one's dancing. Yes, still um, no one's dancing, except for them. He says, please, you are my guest. Enjoy the music. Like, I feel like he handled yeah. the crowd so well, just completely smoothing things over. He so did. He's pretty suave. Yes. When he's not being sassy, Kai. <laughs> yeah. And he just whisks her away and, you know, as far as they can in this ballroom and they just leave Pearl and Audrey behind and they're just <laughs> dancing. Ugh. There and that was a moment for there for a minute. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Oh, and, and everything that's going on is so overwhelming. She's shaking with anger, terror and nerves. Mm -hmm. And then you know he whisks her away she's starting to calm down a little bit they have this cute little joke where he's like you can't dance and she's like I'm a mechanic and he's like you got grease on my gloves like it's so mm -hmm. funny and such yeah. a nice little moment between the two of them they have yes. they're such they have such a good ease with each other and He's I so need to so remind cool. everyone I have to remind you all they've known each other like 10 days it's yes, insane I mean, it's not like they were together, you know, 24 hours a day for 10 days. It's like they no. met 10 days ago. They barely interacted. And do you remember when you and I first met? Yes. Vaguely. At, Julie, at Julie's painting party. Yes. You and I were friends like instantly. We spent the whole time talking about friends and Harry Potter. And we, I didn't even know your last name by the time I left there. And yet I knew so much you about you. You hadn't even started working with us yet. No, I had not. I didn't start working there for like another month. Okay. Yes. And immediately we decided that we had to be friends. Yes. And we were friends on Facebook. We, sh we, we exchanged phone numbers. We did. And because my little paintings were um, inspired by a very Potter musical. 
And I hadn't seen, I still have. You still haven't seen it? I still haven't seen it. <laughs> Remember we, when you came over to clean my sunroom with me? We were supposed like, to watch it, yeah. We were supposed to watch it, but we were too busy, like, actually cleaning my sunroom. And talking like we always do. Right, yeah. yeah. But oh it, made me, it made me think of that. As I was talking to Quentin oh. about how they've only known each other, like, 10 days. How can they be this crazy about each other? And he was like, well, think about all the people you've met that yeah. you're just friends with, but you yeah. feel that, like, instantaneous it just connection. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jerry started proposing to me, like, before our first date, you know, so, I mean, we kind of had something similar, I guess. Sometimes um, you just know. do, yeah. 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 It's just so sweet, and they're, they're so, they're so intimate. Yes. Like, and he is, like, just so dreamy, and just, I love, I love how Marissa Meyer shows us what a good dancer he is, right? Yes. Because Cinder's like, I'm a mechanic. And he just, like, raises his eyebrows mockingly. Believe me, I noticed. Are those grease stains on the gloves I gave you? But then all of a sudden, it says Cinder is mortified. She's looking at their intertwined fingers and the black smudges on the white silk gloves. Before she could apologize, she felt herself being gently pushed away and spun beneath his arm. She gasped. For a moment, feeling light as a butterfly. Oh. That is what a good leader, dancer, man, whatever you want to call it. That is that is a skill. To but, um to quote the very talented Derek Huff, there are no boys and girls, there are only followers and leaders. Thank you. Yes. Leader. Yes. Okay. Someone I had someone had said there was an episode, because I like that show that he the world of dance show with because I'm like obsessed with JLo. <laughs> Somebody was on there and it was a it was two male partners. And uh -huh. there had been like whispers and hushes and whatever and he's like, "No, this is what dancing is. There is a leader and a follower. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl." And he went out there and he danced as the leader with the follower because he was so impressed. And he got to dip him and things like. But anyways, it made me think of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, I'm like super pro equality today, apparently. Um. <laughs> I, like it. I like that. I agree. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So that's your stepmother, legal yeah. guardian. Legal guardian. <laughs> yeah, the butterfly moment just lasts a second. She trips on the tiny, unattached, properly foot. And Kai just grins at her and, you know, oh, that's your stepmother giving her crap. Yeah. She seems I love like that. a real treasure. <laughs> I love that. Seems like a real treasure. Well, she is. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love it so much, this whole thing. I What made me the most sad about this whole part was her, she wished they could go on pretending forever. Uh, I wish you could too. And this whole thing is so intimate. She's playing with his hair, and he's mm -hmm. he's holding her clothes and like stroking her. Like it's and so intimate, and I just did you notice that she was playing with his hair with her cyborg hand. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's still in a glove, but still, it made me happy. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. Oh. I mean, if she's relaxed enough though for that, especially with her cyborg hand, like oh, this is such a dream. And then. And then we have this horrible moment where it's horrible. 
Okay, so they're dancing, and Kai mm-hmm. says, why didn't you just tell me? I would have understood. And yeah. Cinder's like, he knows. He knows I'm a cyborg, and he doesn't care. This is the most freeing, peaceful thing I've ever felt. And then he goes, ooh. And then and she goes, I just, I didn't know who to tell you. I've never told anyone mm-hmm. who, who, and he goes, who didn't know her? Cinder's words evaporated. Mm. Fingers stiffening, she eased them out of his hair and settled her palm back on his shoulder. Oh, it's like this one little blissful second where she got to believe that he knew, but he didn't care. And I love the line where it says, returning them to strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He pushed back to arm's length, returning them to the acceptable distance of strangers or of a mechanic dancing with her emperor. That crushed my heart so much. It's, yeah, it's super heartbreaking. And after that, she... One fleeting moment, she thinks, like, he knows I'm a cyborg and he's dancing with me anyway. And then... Nope. 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 Not today, sweetie. So, so then she knows. She's just like, I have to just push through this and just get it done before anything. So, yeah, I came here to tell you something that's important. And, and she tells him, Levon is going to kill you. She doesn't just want the Commonwealth. She wants to start a war with Earth either way. But being an empress will pave the way for her. And she doesn't need you. She's going to kill you. Yeah. And the color drained from his face. And he asks how she knows. And the decom chip is how she knows. But it's in her calf compartment. So she can't just hand it over. Because that would mean revealing to the world that she's a cyborg. Yeah. Her gut sank to retrieve it now would be to reveal herself to Kai and everyone around her. Was Mm -hmm. saving her own pride more important to her? For a second, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, for a second, but only just barely. Yeah. Only just, well, if we can go somewhere else and I and just he can know, but I can still hide it from everybody else maybe or something. Away from the crowd, I'll tell you everything. The gardens, he suggests. Yes, the gardens. Mm. And then uh, a shadow falls across them, which I wrote, this is probably mm-hmm. Torin, right? But we find out it is. So last time we forgot our new segment... We did. I know. So what do you want to name this chapter? I, like I had my name. You like with. mine? Yeah. I love the one you came up with. Mine was the one with Cinder's warning. Yes. Yes. I think that one's perfect, actually. Thank you. Okay. Well, what was your quote? So my quote was just right as she is realizing that, no, he doesn't know that you're a cyborg. Sorry. To have felt the comforting presence of acceptance, only to be confined by secrecy again, was even more unbearable than lying to him to begin with. I almost picked that one. The loneliness of that feeling. It's just like visceral. It's just like you get that loneliness. Loneliness is one of the worst feelings, I think. It truly is. And one of the hardest to cope with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
What was your quote? My quote was right around that same time, right when she thinks he's that she that he knows and they first start dancing and she Mm. says she wished they could go on pretending forever that her secret was still safe. He still did not know. Mm. I just love the idea of them pretending and getting to actually be happily ever after. And yeah, if we only lived in that kind of a world. Right. Gosh, no kidding. Yeah. <sighs> so chapter 35. Yep. The shadow is Torin. Yeah. I love her brain. Her brain is awesome. Yeah. Her brain like goes on the net and figures out that it's Torin. I am annoyed with Torin right now. I'm he sorry. So, he is so harsh with them. It's time. Like you can't wait five minutes. Really? Also, it feels like a little disrespectful because he is the emperor now and he's still talking to him like a two-year-old. Super disrespectful. Thank you. I am glad that I'm not the only one that thought that because I feel like if I were Kai, I'd be like, back off. You know? Well, listen to what he says. This is horrible. Your majesty, I have allowed you your freedom, but it is time to put an end to this. You are embarrassing yourself. No, you did not. I have stuck up for you this whole book, Torin. You are me over right now. Yeah, I am not okay with Torin on this page. No. I'm very angry at Torin. And I feel so bad when Cinder says that she feels unworthy. Yeah. She shivered at the disapproving frown. For once, this was hatred directed at her, not because she was a cyborg, but because she was a normal girl, unworthy of the attention of the emperor. I hate this. Yeah. For once, she couldn't disagree. Oh, really, Cinder, you should disagree because you're a badass. Damn it. And then Torin's an asshole again. You no longer have the luxury of being a lovesick teenager. You have a duty to fulfill to your people now. Yeah. Okay. With all due respect, with all due respect, my ass, Torin. That that's very disrespectful. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's not being respectful at all in this entire scene, and I don't. No. I have stuck up for Torin this entire book, and he is making me eat my words. <laughs> And he's assuming that Kai's just over here being a lovesick teenager when, I'm sorry, they're actually talking about, oh, I don't know, um, the moon trying to overthrow the earth. Yeah, right? and he like, won't even... Ig- kind of like, Kai's more. trying to tell him that. He's like, we have new information. Yeah. And, yeah, Torn is just completely dismissive of the whole thing. Yeah, he's such an ass. I am so mad right now at him. <laughs> I am too, but Uh, it doesn't matter. Kai says it doesn't matter. He has to. Yeah. And he calls her Cinder again. Says, I'm sorry, Cinder. Thank you for warning me, Cinder. At least I won't be going into this blindly. I'm sorry, Cinder. I don't have a choice. She has an army that could destroy us, an antidote that we need. I have to take my chances. Mm. Oof. I hate this. And so she's trying to think, like, anything, like, what can I do to, like, slow him down, stop him? Like, how can I make this not happen right now? She feels, like, just as desperate as the lunar spy she was talking to felt. 
Yeah. And she comes to this realization that like, well, what is Kai doing? He knows. He knows more about Lavana than I do. He probably knew about more cruel and evil deeds she'd committed than Cinder did, and none of it made a difference. Yeah. But I mean, what's Kai supposed to do? Not marry her? Let the earth get overswarmed by mutant by this this crazy army and die from a disease that she has an antidote to. He's in a really bad yeah. place right now. It's a it's an impossible choice for sure. I mean, yeah, he's in this impossible situation. Yeah, and he's going to let it happen and she knows this. And and she does that, have a bold idea. Yeah, she sure does. Before she knew what she was doing, she was storming after Kai. And, uh, she yeah. grabbed his elbow. She doesn't she grabbed, consent or anything. Nope. She grabbed his elbow and spun him back around to face her. Without hesitating, Cinder wrapped her arms around his neck and kissed him. Yeah. No consent needed, apparently. Apparently. Kai, is, Kai froze. His body is tense as an android's against her. His lips were soft and warm. Mm-hmm. Surging like electricity through her wires. And it yeah. didn't overwhelm her this time. It did not. Yeah, it did not threaten to burn her from the inside out. Nope. And so but, all of a sudden, her des- it says her, the desperation melted. So she's not so desperate to stop him from marrying Lavana. She's just enjoying the moment. And for the briefest of moments, the ulterior motives were gone. She found herself kissing him for no other reason than she wanted to. Ah. And that moment lasts about two seconds before she realizes he did not kiss her back. No, apparently not. No. Yeah. But she makes a pretty bold statement anyways. Yeah, she... (laughs) Boom. A little awkward, but yeah. Perhaps the queen will not accept your proposal once she finds out you're already in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's one that's one way to stall the situation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. And uh and Torin is just like, oh <laughs> The Predator meets the mechanic. I wrote, the predator approaches laughing maniacally. Laughing maniacally. I love that. The burst of jovial, tittering laughter split through the awkwardness. The sound, though filled with the sweetness of a child's giggle, sent a chill down Cinder's spine. And I know that right at the bottom of this page, we get the description of Queen Lavana that is absolutely nothing like this. But I could not help but think when it said the child giggle and then the chill down the spine, I could not help but think of Umbridge. Yeah. Yeah. That was some perfect casting. It really was. Yeah. Okay. So. I just love the, yeah. So that's, that's in my notes where I wrote the predator approaches laughing maniacally. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what she looks like. She was leaning She was leaning against one of the columns that flanked the doorway to the gardens, holding a goblet of gold wine in one hand and pressing the fingers of the other against her smiling red lips. Her figure was perfection. Her posture could not have been more poised 
has she been carved from the same stone as the pillar. She wore a royal blue dress that shimmered with what were probably diamonds, yet gave the very distinct impression of stars in an endless summer sky. The orange light blinked beside Cinder's vision. The queen's glamour. The endless lie. Mm-hmm. Yup. Absolutely. So her glamour detector works not just when they're trying to control her, but also when they're altering their appearance. Yes. So yeah. That's very handy. It super is. Super is. And I, I do find this interesting. The There's the lunar guard there, and then there's the two thaumaturges, and neither of them are using their glamours. They're just pretty. Yeah, I was wondering if beauty is, like, a requirement. I think it must be. Yeah. Yeah. So, apparently... Or maybe not beauty, but, like, enough of an attractiveness that they don't have to use their glamour because they're thaumaturges, so, like, maybe they need to focus their, their power their gift Mm -hmm. into doing other things besides looking a certain way. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I love this whole scene with Lavana, by the way, she's so terrifying. She's so like sweet in a, in, in a terrifying way. I, I love the whole thing and her little, like, I love her lunar concept of monogamy because I hate her lunar concept of monogamy. Yeah. It's so archaic. Archaic sentimentality. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. How charmingly naive. You must misunderstand my culture. On Luna, we consider monogamy to be nothing more than an archaic sentimentality. What do I care if my husband-to-be is in love with another woman? <laughs> That's a predator burn right there. Okay. Ooh. That is a super predator burn. What does concern me is that it appears my betrothed has fallen in love with an insignificant shell. Am I mistaken? Uh, uh, actually, uh, probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the th- Oh, my gosh. And then the thaumaturges are like, no, she stinks and all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oof. Like, do shells actually stink or are they just being snotty? Oh, like when her, um, when Draco is like, oh, I smell mud blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I wrote, too. I was like, the smell. So, like, obviously that's meant to be derogative. But they can yeah. tell right away if a lunar is a shell or not. Remember, Dr. Erlon said they could tell at birth. So how do they tell if it's not by the fact that you can smell them or something? I wonder if whatever it is about them that makes them be able to tell. I mean, okay, so Cinder has this chip that, like, turns her into a shell. I mean, not yeah. really, but like, you know, so whatever it is that's making them think that she's a shell is something that that chip turning off her glamour would also cause. And I wouldn't think that the chip turning off her glamour would give her a smell. That's true. So I don't know what it is. I wonder if they like try, because the part of the glamour gift is that you can control I wonder if, like, they try to control and they can't, and so they're like, oh, it must be a shell. Oh. I don't, I can't remember if we're ever told how they can tell so easily. Yeah, I don't know. I know we haven't been told yet, but. 
Yeah. We also have a little bit of an egg hatch because uh, Levoner discovers that Cinder or identifies Cinder as a lunar in front of everyone, which Dr. Yeah. Erland would be furious about. Yes. This girl just cannot seem to listen. No. And we see Sybil and realize Sybil is the lunar spy's uh, guardian. Yeah, Mistress Sybil. Mistress Gross. Sybil. Um, yeah, the one who uh, forced Spy Girl with the hair to put the chip in Nancy. And Yes, and she's um, always ready for a fight. I love Cinder. Yes. She is ready to take this girl down. I love this. Yeah, she wants to just wall of her what she wouldn't have given for a weapon even a measly screwdriver yes anything yeah. other than this useless foot and slight silk gloves yes uh so then kai of course is being diplomatic emperor and goes right up toward to the predator and your majesty i apologize let's not make a scene yeah make a scene in front of the guests and uh and and then the predator says that uh Kai's perfectly capable of making a scene without her help. Yeah, and, I'm uh, I'm not on that side. Kai didn't no, make sure. a scene. Cinder made a scene. And he right. was the innocent victim in that situation. Like Exactly. I mean, to be fair, Cinder is a tiny little person. He could have easily like pushed her away and stuff. Oh, but sure. I think it was more that he was taken aback and caught off guard. But yeah. that was definitely Cinder's fault. And also Cinder's intention was to make a scene. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, so then the Predator is talking directly to Cinder, and what's your name? And, oh, how fitting. Ashes, dirt, filth. And Kai tries to interject, you know, that's enough, tries to stop her. Oh, but, but just, first, first uh, Kai slaps her. Yes! Well, slaps her hand away. I don't care. I'm counting it. Okay. <laughs> I count it. Yeah, because because Lavana says, you can't think her prettier than me. She reached out a fingernail and traced it along Kai's jaw. My dear, yeah. are you blushing? Okay. I'm sorry, Kai? how old is Lavana? This is disgusting to me. He is 19, and she is being gross. We don't know how old she is. But I don't care if she's 25. This is gross. I think that, I think she's probably in her 30s. Right, yeah like 35 so she's not very old but right. older he's than him no offense not 19 year olds but he's a child he's 17 and a half he's 17 and a half he's not even legal he is a child yeah and i'm sorry I'm, i hope that that does not offend any of our younger listeners well i was gonna say i'm almost 30 and the idea of touching a 19-year-old in an intimate way is very, like, law and order shit going on. Yes. So to our listeners who are really young and think 19 is old, that's fine. Put yourself yeah. in our shoes and picture yourself being intimate with someone who's a decade younger than you. It's a Absolutely. very... It's very different. Um, it's very different, yes. 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 Yeah, It's and my husband is 13 years older than me, but also, like, I was you know, in my 30s when we got together, it, it's a very different thing. It, you're in a very different place in your life. I was not who I am until I was in my 30s. I was not 
in my late 20s the same person I was in my early 20s. Like, you're just growing so much. Yeah. Still at those, you know, I mean, I watch my kids grow and yeah, they're only two, but like it, it keeps up at that pace for so long. You know, those you, crazy. You leaps. probably wouldn't have even, you probably wouldn't even have recognized my behavior when I was 19 if we met. Oh, no, me either. Yeah. Because I'm such a positive and energetic person. Mm-hmm. And when I was 19, I was going through a severe depression. Mm -hmm. like very severe. I was not even remotely the same person that I am now. And that was 10 years ago. I mean, I can't imagine being like, I I really want to say she's probably like 35 and I don't know where I'm getting that number from because they haven't told us her age and I can't even remember if they ever do. I think they just hint at how old she is. Yeah. I mean, the fact that she was talking about marriage alliance with his father just makes 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh. Yucky. Hmm. And then she says, what is your name, child? So Cinder's child. a child, but her husband isn't, whatever. Or her husband-to-be right. isn't. Ugh. A condescending, yeah. she, la- she laughs a condescending laugh at her. That's horrible. I hate it. Cinder, ashes, dirt, filth. Mm-hmm. And this is where Kai tried to protect her. Yeah, he tried to shut her down. That's enough. And then she just like, you know, oh, tell me, Cinder, what poor sapling earthen did you steal that name from? Ugh, such a brat. And it's stolen, stolen identity. Stolen identity. And uh, I want to talk about the babies. Yeah. Torin a few chapters ago said that there that. He said something along the lines of, we have no proof that they kill their ungifted infants. Mm-hmm. But she confirms it in this, in, in this, like, she basically confirms that they practice infanticide. Where does she say that? Cinder says, if I had not been brought to earth, I would be a slave under your rule. I will not apologize for escaping. And that you want to see me dead. And Lavana says, yes, I do. And not just you, but all those like you. You shells are a threat to society, a danger to our ideal culture. Ugh. So she, like, is pretty much confirming it. This is some Nazi shit right here. I, mm. Yeah, just and we it. just skipped ahead, like, two pages. I'm sorry. But basically yeah, what's but happening in those two pages is, like, just back and forth sass and stalemate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and I, I kind of feel for Cinder right now because who would listen to her? Who would believe her at this point? I mean, Lavana is basically shouting war at the top of her lungs, and Cinder is just like trying to figure out how to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the guard, and this is the page before she says that she would have been a slave, but the guard has grabbed her. He's got both of her wrists pinned behind her. Kai tries to say stop and rush towards her and they pull her back. And Ooh. this is where she hears she gets she gets pulled into this lunar guard plastered against the lunar. His chest was solid behind her and a faint hum buzzed in her head like static electricity in her hair. So maybe that's how they can tell they're not that they're shells. If they can't feel the hum, then yeah. they're shells. 
magic, she realized, bioelectricity humming inside him. Could everyone hear it from so close, or was this another sign of her awakening gift? So, yeah, they can't hear her buzz, but she can hear the buzz because she's lunar. And we do, and we do get a name for the guard that I want to talk to you about. Oh, okay. I want to talk to you about the name. Okay. It's in the middle of page 354. Okay. At the end of the second paragraph. Do you see it? Oh, Jason. Mm, okay. Oh, because I listened to the audiobook. I hate that part of the audiobook. That's the only part I don't like. Okay. Why is that? Because I always read it as Jason. Yes. Yes. Because, first of all, I don't know why, but when I read that, I was thinking, oh, it's kind of like a French thing. And mm -hmm. second of all, it's just a cooler name, all right? They're from right? Lille. They get to have cool, <laughs> like, Sybil and Celine and Lavana. Like, they get to have cool names, and then he's just Jason. Yeah. And I'm sorry to any of our listeners who love the name Jason, but okay. I just thought... Hey, just, my brother-in-law is named Jason. He's a great guy. But, I'm sure that he's wonderful, but I just thought Jason would be such a cooler name, so I still read it that way, even though I, that's not how the audiobooks do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just it. wanted your opinion. No, yeah, I agree. And actually, when I, I had, I read the chapter, and then um, I listened to the audiobook, and then I read the chapter again. And when I listened to the audiobook, I was like, oh, that's how she says it? That's weird. Yeah. So... Well, yeah. that's how Marissa Meyer says it. Well, then. Yeah. Then I guess that's what it is. That's, that's, Although, that's. you know, we all as a society kind of decided that we were going to pronounce the T in Voldemort. That's so true. That, you know, originally Joe was like, yeah, no, the T silent. Maybe we can, uh, <laughs> maybe if we you can listen to Marissa Meyer. <laughs> can we be just in, please? Yeah, if you listen to the audiobooks, Jim Dale doesn't pronounce the T. In the first couple. Oh, does he pronounce it later on? He does. Okay. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have listened all the way through, and I believe there is a point where he starts pronouncing it. That was probably when the movies came out. I believe so, if yes. yes. And he was brainwashed. Um, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Whew. So, still, after she hears this bioelectricity, Kai's still defending her. Let her go. This is absurd. She isn't a fugitive. She isn't even lunar. She's just a mechanic. Ugh. And, uh, and Lavana's like, well, well, Cinder, it seems you've been keeping secrets, blah, blah, blah. And then, I love this part, though. She was glad that no tears would betray her humiliation. Glad that no blood in her cheeks would betray her anger. Glad that her hateful cyborg body was good for one thing. As she Ugh. clutched onto her shredded dignity. It's like yeah. this, it's like this very tiny moment of self-discovery for her. Yes, it's so yeah. good. But then she has to say... Basically, it's true. Like, I was brought to Earth. If not, then I'd be a slave. I won't apologize. In the corner of her gaze, she saw Kai's face fall, eyes widening as the truth became undeniable. He had been courting a lunar. 
Ooh. So bottom of page 355, we have this like fall, this like sad sigh of like, oh no, like Kai knows, oh, it's terrible, it's undeniable. And then top of page 356, it's like Audrey faints <laughs> and I'm happy again. Whoa. Like, it's so like up and down. It's also up and down because a cry rang out from the trembling crowd, a round of gas, a soft thud, Audrey had fainted. <laughs> I just love it. I'm sorry. It's such a wonderful writing technique to break up all this tension with these tiny little moments of laughter. Because we need it. We need the laughter right now. We truly do. Yeah. Yeah. We need, we need some ups and yeah. And then then, you get this, this wonderful imagery. There's like a dun 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 because the rain in the background is pounding on the windows. (gasps) Yeah, and it, like, amps up for a second. And then we have another egg hatch. Ooh. We get an explanation for the origins of the blue fever. Do you want to talk about that? (laughs) Yeah, it totally. And did did we or did we not talk about typhoid Mary? We did talk about typhoid Mary. This is a typhoid Mary thing, except for... In Typhoid Mary's case, she was told repeatedly that she was a carrier of typhoid and that she needed to, like, get the fuck out. Um, these people, She just kept changing. She just kept changing her last yeah. name and becoming a cook in different houses uh, and killing people. Yes. Right. So let's talk about how we find out that they're carriers for the blue fever. It's not only for my people, but for all earthens as well. You shells are a plague. Quite literally, it seems. And then, is this Sybil, the dark-haired woman? Yeah, that's Mr. Sybil. We confirmed that a little while ago when she talks about... I don't want people to think that this is a spoiler. We confirmed it a little while ago. Sybil, Mira, had thaumaturged to the Lunar Queen. So, the dark-haired woman... My queen, said the dark-haired woman, refers to your so-called blue fever that has wreaked such havoc on your citizens. And, of course, your own royal family. May Emperor Riken rest in... What does that have to do with anything, said Kai? Yeah, he's done with this all this decorum bullshit. Yeah, which I yeah. love. I love that he's done. And, yeah, yeah. haven't your brilliant scientists drawn the conclusion yet? And, and they continue Many, to um, without concern, it seems, for the lives they are taking. Without concern. They don't know! And that's what Cinder says. They don't know they're doing it. How could they? And of course, the scientists have figured it out. But what can they do other than try to find a cure? Yeah. Ignorance is your defense. How trite. Um, Okay, but like, how is that not a good defense? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Um, Yeah. And then it would be so much better for everyone if you were dead. Well, that's what she's been hearing her whole life from Audrey and Pearl. So nothing new for Cinder there. But I love our girl's comeback moment. And for the record, said Cinder, raising her voice, Uh, I'm not a shell. Her voice rising. Like, ah. Oh, my God. I love Emperor Kai. Can I say this? Yes. That's it. All right. That's enough, said Kai. I don't care where she was born. Cinder is a citizen of the Commonwealth. I will not have her arrested. Yes, you tell her. Thank tell you, her. I oh. love yes, thank you, Such Kai. a good emperor. This is like wonderful yeah. emperor moment. So then immediately, of course, harboring a fugitive is grounds for war, young emperor. You know this. Ugh. Ugh. 
what is this? Hmm. This very next sentence. What is going on here? Are we ever going to find out? Tell me we're going to find out. Cinder's visibility dimmed as her retina cascaded a nonsensical diagram over her eyesight. She slammed her eyes shut, cursing. Now was not the time for a brain malfunction. I want to know what this is. Have to wait and see. The way Bethany's smirking at me, we're going to find out. <laughs> this, is, this egg, this is an egg, and it's going to hatch at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we, 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 got a, we got an obvious egg. We, we know this by now. <laughs> we can find the eggs, even though we're not allowed to crack them yet. Yes. Even though you don't know what they are yet, you're finding them. Right? Well, I mean, because why else would it say that, right? That's true. Uh, yeah. But... Right after that, we get war or compromise. Yep. Are you yeah. prepared to bargain? Yeah. Or, yeah. This girl seems to think you love her, and here's your chance to prove it. She coquettishly, I love the word coquettishly, she coquettishly dipped her lashes. So tell me, your majesty, are you prepared to bargain for her? Ugh. She's so yeah. gross, and that's where it ends. That's where it ends. Yeah. What do you Dang. want to name this chapter? I couldn't come up with a very good oh one. Oh my gosh. The, <laughs> the one where they all find out, right? Isn't that? Ah. <laughs> because they find the out one, the one, um, The one where everybody finds out is my favorite Friends episode. It's so good. Yeah, I like that. I had the one with secrets revealed. Ooh, that's good too. No, I like yours. Yours is very like on brand. A one where everybody finds out is great. Yeah. So what was your quote? Mine was, now was not the time for a brain malfunction because it was the closest to like, you, I will, there's no need to call me sir professor as I got in like so many chapters that I couldn't not pick it. It's been a very long time since I've had a no need to call me sir professor moment. Yes. yes. <laughs> like that just made me giggle, but also be confused. What is your quote? But then he turned toward her, and the hope shattered at seeing the helplessness etched in deep lines across his brow. Wow. Ooh, that's rough. How are you feeling after these chapters? Are you stressed out? <sighs> okay. Well, I just want to know about this brain malfunction. Is this egg going to hatch in this book? How many books do I have to read for this egg to hatch? It's going to be a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, dear. So, okay. So, I found at least one egg. How many eggs did we have this week? We had three, but there might be more. There was a lot going on in this chapter, so if anybody saw more than three, please message me. And was it three just in this chapter or no, it's chapter three or as well? It's three altogether, but I okay. think there might be more, and I just was – there was a lot going on. So, if anybody noticed more than three, message me. DM me on Instagram or email me or something and let me know and we'll discuss it and see if I missed any. And Glove Watch 2019, we are at five in this section. Yes. Do we know our total yet? Have we added it up? I'm, I'm working on it. It's a very long okay. process. <laughs> I bet. Okay. I'm basically rereading the entire book so I can get them all. Oh, my goodness. But I just want to say, we next episode, we're going to start page 358. Wow. And there's 387 pages. You guys, we have 30 pages and three chapters left. We have 36, 37, and 38, and then, oh my god, we're done. It's going so fast. So two, we have three more episodes with Cinder, and that's it. Three more? And You're not 
say two? Did we miscount? No, 36 is a chapter, is one episode. Okay. 37 and 38 is going to be one episode. And then we're also going to do a final episode to like wrap up Cinder with some cool bonus features. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And as a reminder to all of our listeners, if you want to keep up with us, but you've missed a few things, you can find an episode schedule on our website. And pretty soon I'm going to add the Scarlet schedule as well, at least for the first couple of months, because I just got my book in the mail the other day. So you can get started on the schedule for that, which is very so exciting. Excited. I used my Audible credit this month to get the audiobook. Yay! So I have that already. I just need to come up with a paper copy, but I actually I have a Target gift card. Ooh. Yeah, from buying diapers. Ooh, okay. So so far, eighty percent of the people on on Instagram are supporting your go ahead and keep reading. Oh good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, 80% of people so far. We will see where we're at. They, yeah, you have, they, you have their support, which is very exciting. Okay. Thank you, folks. I love you. So speaking of Instagram, yeah, follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are at Prince Kaifian Pod. And leave us a review if you would be so kind. Our goal is to get to 30 by the end of Cinder, but we are almost at the end of Cinder. Holy cow. We have 18 right now. So a little ways to go for that. But if you enjoyed the episode today and like to help us out, we'd very much appreciate rate, review, subscribe. And if you submit a review, don't forget, we have our drawing. You'll get added into the raffle to win Ashley's book with all of our quotes highlighted and Ashley's notes and a little message with a signature from each of us plus the email correspondence with me and Becca and my personal notebook with all the Easter eggs. Awesome. And I do have a quick Patreon announcement. Ooh. I have been doing a lot of research. I've been looking into it a lot. I talked about if we got to 30 reviews, I would set up the Patreon. So just a reminder to everyone that the 30 review goal is so that we can cart a Patreon. So this, I can't do it until we get to that goal. Because <laughs> I, I do have people sometimes ask me about the Patreon, but it is a lot of work and I don't want to do it if there's not going to be a lot of people that enjoy and participate. So if I start it up, I want to have lots of friends in there. So cool. 30. 30 reviews and Bethany will get the Patreon going. So awesome. Yeah. So leave yes. us a review and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker. The logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening. You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.